0: Fucking, like, what am I going to do with that? Like, a piece of paper? You're going to hang it up. Look, I... <laughs> you know what? Actually, I do have a piece of papers uh, on my corkboard right now of a signature. And it's Andrew Ladd. But I got that when I was, like, 13 or 12. And my mom gave that to me. From who? Andrew Ladd. Former captain of the Winnipeg Jets. As well as the inaugural captain of the Winnipeg
1: Jets. Was he, like, the first captain? Yes. Yeah. Like of the return? yes. Okay. Also, we're live. We're live now. We're going. Damn
0: it, Lucas!
1: What? They heard me say yesh on air. Yeah. What did I say about saying yesh?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or it was, it was yeppers. What did I say? Was it about, not yesh? No. Well, was, he says yesh too, right? Yeah. She, she, she was like, what did I say about saying yeppers? And he's like, "Yes." Yesh. <laughs> Oh and that's like, that's the episode where someone puts a watermark on the papers with a duck, uh, fucking a
0: mouse. Is Oh yeah, like it was a Mickey Mouse. It wasn't actually Mickey Mouse, but it was supposed to be like Mickey Mouse. That's the episode after Roy gets fired, I'm pretty sure.
1: Is that that's good recall? I wouldn't know that. I don't know the episode order. Because well, I, Just trust me. <laughs> well, because like the no, I believe you, but I
0: just uh, you. How many times have you seen the show? A lot, right? Uh, yeah. It's a it's a Luke
1: favorite. Yeah. call show or now. Uh yeah, yeah. I I mean actually yes because it was gonna be canceled like many. Really? Uh, two times, yeah. It was gonna be canceled after season one. I can believe after season one because I'm
0: sure some people would have liked it, but also some people. And I think maybe after season three they were going to. I don't really know. It feels like after season three, that's when they were
1: like, "Boom, prime time." That's yeah. that's peak office era. I don't know. I I I know for sure though. Season like season one, they were just like the ratings were shit. Was shit. Yeah. And they were they're looking at canceling it.
0: Good thing they didn't. Well, they should have canceled it after season, like,
1: five. Fifteen? No. So when uh, I just saw a post on Facebook. It was, like, someone's arm wrapped in saran wrap. And they're like, I got a tattoo of all the funny scenes and Friends. That's not... Look, guys. My girlfriend has been making me watch a
0: little bit more Friends. And when I mean more Friends, I just mean, like, one... Well, I haven't been watching any Friends prior to this, okay?
1: Yeah.
0: Infinitely more Friends. Is the show good? It's honestly okay. I mean, this is first season I've been watching. It's just like, there's a couple of good jokes every episode. Were they on a break? Yes. (laughs) They were. And I'll defend that to the day I die. Upon review, they were on a break. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Maybe there's more that you need to know. There's no more you need to know. When
0: when Jennifer Aniston got on that plane, not when Jennifer Aniston, when Rachel got on that plane, and I don't know if you've seen that clip where she's no. just blabbing about her whole life to the guy who plays uh, House MD, Hugh Laurie, I believe his name is. He's on the show? He just there as a cameo. I was like, she just, like the whole episode, she's on the pl- flight and she's just telling him his her whole life, like, and then at the end, he's like, Oh my god, lady, like, would you shut up? And then he's like, Oh yeah, and also you guys were totally on a break.
1: <laughs> so there it is. Uh, the only Friends scene that I've seen and I can remember is this clip of. Um... I want to say his name is Kramer, but it's not Kramer. Who's the guy that voices the giraffe in Madagascar? David Schwimmer, who plays Ross. Ross, okay. Uh, Ross is talking about this sandwich that his sister makes after Thanksgiving called a moist maker. A moist maker? Yeah, and it's it's like a three three slices of bread sandwich where the middle one is soaked in gravy. Yeah. And that's what makes it the moist maker. And then someone ate it. And like, Oh, and they he just, flips out about it. I remember that. Yeah. And they just took the scene and removed the laugh track from it. <laughs> And how good was it? And, like, they just, like, put a tint over it so, like, the scene is just a bit darker and he's freaking out about the moist maker. <laughs> and it's, like, manic. Yeah.
0: You know what? I, and here's one thing I want to say about the Let's Remove the Laugh track. Yeah. Does it reveal that jokes aren't funny and fall flat? Yeah. But, yeah, but also, it's because of the timing. Yeah, it's because of the timing. Like, have you noticed that in those shows that they always... Instead of immediately clapping back with something like they would in a non-laugh track show. Yeah, like they wait. wait. They just like wait or they go like,
1: hmm.
0: Like they're trying to come up with a response or something.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's just the
0: timing is off. We're
1: in real life that like rarely happens. And when it does, it's just like the comeback falls flat if you're not like on yeah. it. If you're not fast on your feet, then it's just uh, forget it. <laughs> But you know what? I actually uh, this might be a cope. I don't mind the laugh track in Fresh Prince because I just actually find that show funny. That show is funny, and it's it it it
0: just gives a nostalgic kind of feel, you know, when you go back and watch it. It's well, I mean, I I just can't imagine that show with no laugh track, like in a different kind of setup. It just it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Um, so the show or the movie for today is Sean. Sean, Sean, not oh, spelled S she- H A U N, not seen. It's Sean. Or S H A W N. That's Sean. Sean. Yeah. No,
0: th- sh- with the U is Sean. No, sh- seen is S E A N. That's seen. Yeah. If your name is seen, sorry, don't call yourself Sean anymore.
1: I I never met someone named Sean spelled S E A N, and when I was younger. Before I had, like, social media, we used to just talk on Gmail chats. I don't know if you ever did that. But Gmail it, chats? It was, like, big that. at our school for some reason. I don't know if it's still a thing, but you could just, like, instant message someone with a Gmail account. Okay. And there was this girl I would talk to. I forget what school she was from, but her name was Sean. And I was, like, someone was asking me about her, and I was, like, her name's Seen? And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, her name's Sean. And they're like, how do you spell it? I was like, S-E-A-N? They're like, that's Sean. I was like, how the fuck does that make sense? what world is that Sean? That's Sean.
0: I don't know. That's probably, I guarantee you that's some British or some Irish shit. Because those guys, they don't know how to speak English. No. They've, They've lost the art completely. I don't know if they ever had it. Probably not.
1: Probably not. It's. I love about potatoes. I don't know. Who cares? So, yeah, Shaun of the Dead. I watched this for the first time two years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was before I had seen any of Romero's film. And upon rewatching this movie now, after seeing Night, Dawn, and Dave dead so many times, it's like, oh my god, there's so many references in this movie. I kind of just want to go over them. Um, also I'm gonna That's what the up. Wikipedia is for. Do they list them all on the Wikipedia? Not all, but they they list it
0: and some of the illusions and stuff like You're gonna that. Gonna have
1: to quickly mute this sucker. Don't there? forget to two times speed this. Oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter. It can't on this player, on this copy, on this Blu Ray copy. <sighs> um, but yeah, uh, directed by Edgar Wright, who's done another movie I really like. Did he do Paul? <laughs> No, he didn't do Paul. Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> then... Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were involved. Yeah, uh, no, he also did Hot Fuzz, which is a movie we've talked about on the show before. We both really like. Was this your first time seeing Shaun of the Dead? No,
0: I saw it uh, like a maybe like less than a year back. Like sometime within the last twelve months, I would have seen this film before or after you have seen like the Romero films. Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um. Um. Before, uh, no, after actually, because I remember getting they're coming to get you, Barbara. We're coming oh, we're, to get you, Barbara. Coming, we're coming to get you, Barbara. In this, <laughs> yeah. I remember getting that reference. So yeah. it must have been
1: before. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I really like this movie. Uh, the first time I saw it, I like. Mm, I like it the same amount as I did before. Although now I can appreciate more of the jokes, which I would honestly say, um. You don't have to watch the Romero uh, trilogy to like this movie, but it really does. Uh, it really does help. It's like how you can watch I don't know South Park as a kid and laugh at when they swear, but if you want to wait a few more years, you'll get more of the jokes in South Park. This is
0: as much as like a a, a horror comedy movie as it is like an homage to zombie films. Yeah, and it references supposedly others uh, like i seeing on the Wikipedia page 28 Days Later and other zombie films like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's also kind of a celebration of zombie genre. I'm sure Simon Pegg and and Edgar Wright and the crew are big fans of the genre. Probably. Um, and this is a great take on it, I think.
1: Uh, basically, the plot of it is... And also, I still... Did you see any sort of Dead Alive... Um, in this movie? Reference? No. I, I mean, like, what can you even do, like, besides having the, the big mom come in at the end? I just kind of got... And this is a stretch, but just because it was a zombie movie, and our main character, who's played by Simon Pegg, whose name is Sean. Sean. Um, he's kind of... He's bad in his relationship. Like, um... What was the name in Dead Alive? Peter? Or... Tinky? I don't know. Whatever his name was. I don't know. Uh, he was also kind of incompetent in his relationship and, like, he's also kind of a mama's boy in this movie. H- has some mommy issues that yeah. Um, there also is in Dead Alive. It could be a stretch, but, like, they're both kind of... Main characters are kind of a little similar. Um, But other than that, I guess there's not really much, but it just made me think of... I, didn't you read somewhere on Dead Alive when we were doing Dead Alive that this movie was, like, inspired... Oh, it was part of the inspiration. For Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, so okay. I'm
0: sure it's just one of the many zombie films that uh, The I don't know actually who wrote the screenplay for this film.
1: I think it was Anything. Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah let's double check real quick. Uh,
1: da, da, da,
0: da, da. Because as far as I know, it's, it's those two. It's their kind of brainchild. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, you're right. Right, right and Pegg. So it's just an, one of many zombie movies that they pulled inspiration from, although perhaps it was a, a larger factor. A fun, maybe,
1: maybe for the gore. I maybe. Know. But I'll, I have to say, for the gore, and then I'll just quickly give a brief overview of the plot before we get into it. This movie has committed a cop sin. Digital squibs. <laughs> Digital squibs. They look bad, and they look bad in this movie. They look
0: bad, and it's the most visible time that it's bad and it's like the most it's the first instance really is when the zombie in their yard falls back onto yeah.
1: it looks really
0: bad. And we see the squid and it looks it looks like a joke. It's horrible. I don't yeah know. You know, you think as fans of I know of the genre yeah. they would go for the maybe as a budget thing. I don't know. Like, I... Digital, in... Here's the thing. Digital squibs is cheaper now, I think. Is it? Then... Yeah, it's a lot easier to do, to just put, like, crappy or mediocre CGI than doing practical stuff that's, like, really demanding or taxing or expensive.
1: I know, but then it's just, like, future-proof.
0: Yeah, but that's not what they're really worrying about. You think that's what the execs are caring about. Think... Think
1: Lucas. Well, I would. Uh, I don't it's know. It's
0: future proofing, and but it's just. I mean, that's one compromise they made on a great film, so it it really yeah. doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, I know. It's just a small
1: thing. Basically, the plot is so Simon Pegg's character, Sean, um, he he shares a you know, part. I don't a know, flat. A flat with uh, two of his mates. Um, two of his laddies. I I'm so bad at characters names. What are the two guys' names? I don't even know. So there's Nick. Uh, Nick's, uh, let's just find it real quick. I'm so bad at everyone. One of them is Mark, right? Ed is Nick Frost um uh, And Pete. 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 Ed and Pete. Ed and Pete. Pete is, uh, has kind of his life together. And Ed is just a loser who like sometimes sells weed. Uh, but really just sits around farting. Farting. pooping, And playing uh, <laughs> Halo. I don't know what he was playing. They're just playing some game. Um, and then, uh, Sean is just a, a wagey, really. He's in a deadbeat job going nowhere, which is, and his character is all set up really early on, which is nice. He, he has a, a deadbeat job, he's going nowhere, he has no plans in life, he's 29, he's done nothing, um, he's really, really shitty in his relationship, everywhere he goes with his girlfriend, he takes along his buddy Ed, and... In other words, Sean was just here typical loser. <laughs> Until... One day, um, um, uh, and then he's also just he has an issue with his mom because she um, is seeing someone. I guess his dad died. I forget what happened there.
0: His father passed, and he he grew up with his stepdad for. It was a, a, a hard point, ass, but he just is not a big fan of his stepdad in yeah. general.
1: Um, and then in the movie, zombie outbreak occurs, and then it just becomes a survival horror movie.
0: Yes, and I like to talk about something that kind of is takes place during the beginning of the film, which is the sort of prelude they have to the zombie outbreak happening at full, which I thought was done really well. Mm -hmm. Which is to say that, you know, at first they'll have, you know, like, the televisions in the appliance store, they'll show the news. And it's not meant to be subtle in the sense that you're not supposed to notice. Yeah. But it just gets more and more gradual. And the sense of dread that looms when it has this kind of buildup where you have, like, a lady will just randomly pass out on the bus stop as Shauna's <laughs> going on the way to work. Or... Everyone's showing up. Or everyone's calling in sick for work. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And stuff like that. It's It
1: was really good. Uh, There's there's a lot of good little. Can I interrupt you for one second? This is also just like a killer uh, setup. That lady on the so, um, Sean works in this appliance store selling TVs and fridges and whatnot. Um, In the background, there's a lady on um, this talk show, and it's the same lady at the end of the movie that we see. Um, who's in love with her zombie husband? Yes, it's the same lady talking about her husband when he's in human form. Yeah,
0: there's and I was I was I was gonna say which which is a good point for you to bring up is that a lot of this film has a very is good attention to detail, little touches and callbacks that run throughout the film. There's mm-hmm. stuff like that. A lot of the stuff you see on TV comes back actually, like that one news anchor guy who's like, "Hey, coming to you today." Yeah. Um, there's a lot of running gags throughout the film. There's almost too many to name. Uh, Among others, Sean, Sean, at the beginning of the film, on his white shirt, his red pen leaks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And throughout the film, people say, you got red on you. And Mm -hmm. then later in the film, it's in reference to all the blood he gets on him. (laughs) So there's stuff like that is good. Uh, I I like this one even, like, there's just so much small stuff in this film. For example, the little gag they have where the stepdad is like, whenever, like, in the initial scene when he meets him, he's turned around and it's like, he turns around, and it's almost like a shock that he's normal, given, like, yeah. the music and the camera choice, and then, of course, he's turning into a zombie later in the film, and then passes.
1: They do that in, like, this movie, and it's just, like, an Edgar Wright staple is, like, framing jokes. It's yeah. a very technical thing that he does, and, like, camera movement jokes and stuff like that. Um, like, for example, in this movie, um, after we kind of know that there's a zombie outbreak going on, we see Sean's legs and he's walking in his house really slowly and then he's like groaning um like he's like uh, and then it's pans up and then he's just waking up to go wage slave and yeah. that's why he's a zombie which is kind of like a dawn of the dead callback because dawn of the dead was very like anti uh consumerism so and this movie's. Not maybe not anti consumerism, but this kind of ties in zombies to wage slaves, so maybe just anti wage slave. Mm-hmm. Um, they do that a lot. Um, there's just a lot of framing, uh, a lot of framing jokes. I can't think of another one, but it will it'll come to me. Uh, they do a lot of technical jokes, yeah. It's uh, one of the signatures of Edgar
0: Wright and why his comedies are like just so much more dynamic and a lot more engaging than the than others Mm -hmm. is that he his camera work is excellent you're right he he doesn't just he likes to play with the camera he likes background gags he likes quick cuts and quick jokes Mm -hmm. it's just an interesting viewing experience
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it's you know it's interesting to see because usually in a comedy it's it's pretty standard camera work. You know, it's like they put all the the jokes into the screenplay. Yeah. Whereas with this, Ed, you know, I mean, this would also type maybe be in the screenplay. But the point is that Edgar Wright really wants the cinematography portion of the con the comedy to kind of shine.
1: Yeah. One thing that I love about this movie, because, like, let's be honest, zombie movies suck. Like, Whoa. the majority of them suck. Yeah. Like, fucking World War Z or one is like, this is like barely is that one is like barely a zombie movie. World War Z. It's yeah.
0: a zombie movie. It's a zombie movie for sure, but it's like that one is
1: World War Z is kinda of shitty. It's like yeah. um and in like the typical modern horror zombie movie, the outbreak is like this huge crazy thing. Like people are running out of their cars, people are honking and zombies are going blah blah blah. But it's really funny in this movie. Before they know that the outbreak is a thing, And before they know zombies are a thing, how they treat zombies, um, because in a zombie in the modern zombie movie, every character knows what a zombie is and can immediately react to them. But in this movie, they see a zombie like, oh, this girl's just drunk as hell. Holy shit! Yeah, get your camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they just they don't um, they they don't think that they're characters in a zombie movie until mm-hmm. like. I don't even know halfway through the movie. There's a couple instances
0: in the film where they say, Oh, don't say the Z word almost as a way of saying, Hey, we're not in the situation or like in, in a sort of form of denial. I, I don't
1: know if it was that or like I don't if it's just a really uh, vague reference to Romero zombie movies because they never say the word zombie in them. That perhaps too. Like, I, I don't know if it was that. Also, the first song that they play in this movie is... Zombie uh, Nation. Fr- uh, the Goblin song from Dawn of the Dead. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking of a different thing. Are you thinking of, like, that reggae song? In
0: the song in uh, When Sean is on the Bus. Yeah. The song that everyone else doo go... Doo, 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 doo. Whoa. No, I'm oh, talking about oh, opening credits. Oh, I didn't notice that. But yeah, um, that is a that's just a little joke for Edgar Wright because the Zombie Nation's song.
1: There was like, oh, or oh, what was the the song that the movie closes on? Oh, "You're My Best Friend" by Queen. Which yeah. I I you make me live. That's what they say
0: in that song. Yeah, ooh, that's a I when I heard that when I first watched this film, I instantly added that to my. Uh, playlist to my playlist and that's an instant banger it's on the same album as bohemian rhapsody it's a good one nice i love the ending for the film and i actually like we should talk about i guess um some of the other characters in the Go film on. because they're pretty important yeah uh there's liz you in this film Basically, for the the sort of predominant plot besides the zombie thing happening is Sean is trying to piece together his his relationship with Liz, Mm -hmm. his girlfriend that doesn't really care for him because he's a negligent boyfriend and he's not really good at, at loving. Yeah. And, um... She breaks with up with him at the beginning of the film after he fails to book a reservation. And then he, of course, they're back together on the ride so you get a little bit of awkward tension there, some will they, won't they? It's all done pretty well mm-hmm. uh, and it could have been done really poorly. I like the fact that you know, they don't have that scene where they need to reconcile in like a lovey dovey
1: way or something. No, they don't, ugh, they don't do that. and it's so great. This movie just like uh, it just appreciates your intelligence so much. Like, the scene where she dumps him, and she's talking, has a little monologue, and she's like, um, like, if I don't do this, I'm gonna, like, just, my life is gonna suck. And he's like, what do you mean? If, like,
0: what do you mean do that, this? Yeah. And
1: then it just cuts to him outside
0: of her house. And he ends this door shutting on her. Yeah. And see, that's a, that's just a great example of, of, like... Physical or I guess visual comedy, mm-hmm. nonverbal comedy that Edgar Wright also excels at, as well as the fact that the screenplay in this is extremely sharp. There's a lot of quick, witty jokes and and as I said, the callbacks and the running gags and such. Mm-hmm. But his relationship with Liz is actually like pretty convincing. You have also in the dynamic this these their friends, which is David and Diana. Uh, David basically is hate Sean, um, and everyone knows it. We all know it. Uh, he's in love with Liz, Lizzie, Lizzie, and it, that makes it especially awkward. And there's a few awkward moments with Diana in this film when it's kind of a ha ha moment. Kind yeah, of made me think of. Uh, it almost made me think of like the dynamic between Pam, Roy, and Jim. Yeah, in the office to a degree. Uh, just, just the uh, absolute awkwardness of it all. They're they're decent characters. You don't get a lot of humor from David and Diana or Liz, really surprisingly. In this, in I guess, in more explicit forms, uh, they're some of the more dramatic characters. I almost want to say in this film, yeah. Um, and then on the other hand, you have Ed. Who is Sean's best friend? Who does bring a lot of levity to the film? He's he's like the designated. He's like the fat guy best friend who's like I like video games and art.
1: And... and he has this patch of hair that's shaved off his head for some reason. I have no idea why they did that. I don't know if you've noticed that. I didn't notice that. But sometimes maybe it's just, maybe it's just his hair. That could just be Nate hair. And he just has, like, a random bald patch. But when he turns his head, like, a certain way, if you look for it, at the back of his head, he just has, like, this bald patch. If that's just how his hair is, I'm sorry. Uh, but <laughs> if it's a part of the movie, I that is a very... Um, Odd oh, joke.
0: We're going to get calls from Nick Frost lawyers after this about, you know, slander <laughs> charges.
1: I love Nick Frost. I love him and Paul. And Stop this... bringing up Paul. I like, fucking hate that movie. <laughs> what? I hate that movie, man. It's shit. What was the lady's name? Um, who's like the head FBI chick at the end of the movie? Sigourney Weaver? No, what's her character's name? In Paul? Yeah. I don't fucking remember, because I hate that movie. I have to check real quick. No, was, you don't. No, 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 just, I was Paul movie. I was thinking about this the other day. Her name was The Big Guy? No, there's something else that she was called. Go on the Wikipedia. Uh, go on the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, can you go on the Wikipedia real quick? Um, It's a love letter sci-fi fans. I jumped in... Uh... I feel like it was something else oh, whatever what was what, what, what it about huh what do you mean what about it I don't know I was just thinking about it the other day and I wanted to uh, that's
0: what it. we did had a detour in the show yeah first. so
1: you can check the fall Paul thing Paul's banned on the show thank you for now I don't hear a single fucking thing that's awesome I don't want to hear a single fucking thing Total Recall did that and it was funny Star Trek episode 5 that Never. That movie is bad. Well, you haven't watched it. And we're going to watch it together in French. Uh,
0: no. Anyway, um, as I was saying, Ed brings levity to the film. Nick Frost is great. And the shot, Simon Pagan and Nick Frost as like buddies, mm-hmm. they just make the best buddy movies. I'd like to see mm-hmm. more of it. I should probably watch their television show Spaced. I'd probably watch Paul. And one thing that's really great about Ed in this movie, yeah, I did see that ball spot. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's... Uh, that looks like one of those ball spots where you get hit in your head as a kid. And you get stitches. Yeah, and then hair doesn't grow there anymore.
1: Maybe. That could be it.
0: That's his character because he is kind of a rough and tumble kind of guy. But his relationship with Ed in this film is really great. I love... It's kind of a cliche, like the the loser best friend who's holding you back. Yep. Uh, but it's executed well. Their friendship is believable. They have great chemistry. There's great jokes going on between them all the time. I'm sure they're just best friends in real life. They, they I, I think they are. Yeah. They are. They're frequent collaborators. They're best friends in real life. So it's it's so effortless. Yeah. It's so effortless. Um, There's one of the great gags in this movie, and and the thing with the gags in this film as well is that they space them out well enough, and they use them sparingly, and it's done it's done well. Mm -hmm. For example, the dumb fart joke that they have in this, they even even brought, Edgar Wright even brought class to the fart joke. Yeah.
1: Because
0: in the beginning of this film, um, Ed says, I'm sorry, to to Sean. And he's like, what? And he's like, I'm sorry. And it's because he farted. Yeah. And he says, oh my God. And he says, I'll start doing it when you stop laughing. then that happens, of course, at the end of the film, uh, in the the sad goodbye scene. But it's, it's, it's so effective. It's just. There's a lot. Edgar Wright's films feel like. Middle. Beginning, middle to end. That they. It's very synergistic, you know? Like mm-hmm. everything is done deliberately. Like they go over. I'm sure they go over the, the drafts for the scripts. Like all the time when they're tying things from the beginning and the middle and the end.
1: Yeah. And everywhere, it's all done really well. There were some things at the beginning of the movie. I don't know if they were like. I don't know if the. They were definitely jokes, but I don't know if people would get them. Uh, Okay, let me just explain it. There is this, um, like, their their roommate Pete, I think it was, like, next... He said to Pete, I feel like Ed said to Pete, like, next time I see you, you're going to be dead. And, like, is that supposed to be, like, a foreshadowed joke? Because the next time we do see Ed, he's a zombie.
0: Yeah, that definitely is. There's also when Sean says to the kid, kid. "Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: you're dead. Yeah, you're dead." He's,
0: he's dead. When the next time he sees,
1: him. like a foreshadowed joke. How many comedies like do that? They don't
0: do a lot of that. That's kind of an Edgar Wright special too. Yeah. It's uh, it's you know, it's funny when you watch Hot Fuzz or more any of the other Cornetto movies. I haven't seen Adworlds and yet, or sorry. It's, the World's End. At World's End is Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Or the Caribbean, depending on your pers- persuasion. Caribbean. I agree. Um, however, um, Shaun of the Dead and like Hot Fuzz. It's like they're like it's like the same movie, but then they just change the genre and setting. And yeah. It's not even like a bad thing because it's, they're both um, really good movies.
1: There was also. I guess like, it would be a callback in Hot Fuzz, but there's a scene in this movie where... Um, so Sh- Sean's big plan is, let's go to the pub. And we'll survive there. And it's kind of like a gag because Sean is just always like, let's go to the pub. And and,
0: and his girlfriend's like, I don't want to go to the pub yeah. every day. Like, take me somewhere let's else. Let's go
1: to Taps. And... Yeah, yeah, let's go.
0: Let's, let's check out Smitty's, Applebee's. <laughs> come on. They got $4 drink specials.
1: And so then his big plan is like, oh, we'll go to the pub and we'll just live there. Uh, and then they're climbing over fences. Uh, and there's a scene where he's like, okay, we just have to climb across these yards. And he's like all 20, or what's that guy's name? David. David's like all 20 of them. And he's like, "Well, you've never uh, taken a shortcut before? And then he jumps over the fence and like tumbles. But in Hot Fuzz, they have that exact same scene where they're chasing a guy. And he's like, what, you've never taken a shortcut before? And then jumps over all the fences effortlessly. And that's like a callback to their own movie. I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, that's, I, I, I'm sure they have one of those in the third movie
0: too. Probably, but uh, yeah, like even running gags within the uh, within their own movies. It's yeah. they're just stuff like that that just it's so charming, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I ma- watch Monty Python, I think, "What do people mean when they laugh at British people?" Because I'm having a hard time here. You yeah. didn't like the Mo- the Holy Grail. I didn't like it that much. I thought I was gonna like it more. I, I loved it. And Luke <laughs> d- didn't like Monty Python before that, and he's yeah. like, "I hate Monty Python. I don't wanna watch any." I don't know, maybe I need to watch another one, or maybe I need to be in a different mindset. But regardless, uh, this for me is a sterling example of of the British humor. Humor. Wait, you having a giggle?
1: Can I point out one so small reference? Yes. It's near the end of the movie. Um, I, mm, Okay, I won't. Okay, there's just a scene at the end of the movie where they're showing, uh, I, actually before we do that, you know what, just kind of explain, mm-hmm. go, go over the, the end.
0: Oh, So we're towards the end of the film, uh, they end up holding up in the pub, um, and uh, things go awry, uh, long story short, Barbara, who is Sean's mom, David and Diana are dead. Uh, and they end up in the attic of the pub, as zombies try to break in. Ed has been bitten, and he's struggling. And they're thinking about suicide, but then they find a way out, and they leave Ed behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Ed says, you know, go ahead, I'm always holding you back.
1: Yeah. Kind of a
0: kind of a gotcha moment there, you know.
1: <laughs> kind of a last, fuck you before I die. Uh so then they
0: head up, and... Uh, They're about to start fighting zombies, and then the military comes, and they clean up everything. Kind of yeah. like the ending of The Mist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I wonder which one came first. I think The Mist was after this.
1: This was 2004. I but, think The Mist was before that. Let's check it. Let's um, get it. Which one? Isn't it? Aren't there a couple?
0: Just, oh, 2007. Yeah, so this one was after. So... You know, and it was funny because Stephen King liked the ending of the film version of The Mist better than his own ending in the book. Really? Yes. um, But now I can't wait to tell him that they just ripped it off Shaun of the Dead. (laughs) Anyway, um, and then they get rescued. And just as a small aside, because I forgot to mention, and this is one of my favorite small parts of the film. Um, There's this character that Shaun is friends with that he runs into in the beginning of the film named Yvonne. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and they have like some
1: sort of past romance?
0: Some sort of history together. Anyway, um they meet at the beginning of the film and then they depart. And then halfway through the film when the zombies are out and they're taking their crew around to get to where they need to go, um, Yvonne's crew is also there and they're just it's just a mirror of Sean's thing. It's it's kinda like the joke, I think, there is that like this also could have been Yvonne of the Dead like she has her own movie going on at the same time and I feel also like just... it was
1: more of a joke of like all of these movies have the same characters that too because then they as they all depart, as they all
0: say hello to each other their counterparts they're all like the same character. so I think it may also be that that they're making fun of the stock character cliche um, at the end of the film they meet up Yvonne's like hey I'm here um, and this was another sorry one more side yeah yeah no go ahead, go, go ahead is that um, One thing that I thought was surprisingly poignant is that um, Yvonne meets with Sean and Liz, and Sean says, did anyone else make it? And he, she's like, no, just me. Um, and then Sean, I think, kind of looks over at Liz, and it's kind of like, oh, at least, you know, we made it out with somebody. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a sad moment where Yvonne lost everybody she had. I don't know. That was just a small thing that I thought was, you know, surprisingly powerful given that it's a character for like two it's a gag character yeah it's like a joke character that to me is like the ewoks uh when the ewoks are crying over each other it was like kind of oh like yeah. a damn why you hit me like this moment You and, think the is supposed to be evil dead seller oh i didn't even think about that uh it looks like it i wonder if we compare it side by side that'll look like the
1: seller i know the for sure i mean obviously this isn't Idiosyncratic to the Evil Dead cellar, but the stairs are on the exact same side. Yeah, that they are. Yeah, in. Um, and it's just like funny that this pub would have a cellar, just like this cabin would have a cellar. Mm-hmm. That that's just funny to me. Um, anyway,
0: um, Sean, uh, and then it fast forwards about six months. Sean and Liz are back together, living their lives. Mm-hmm. Um. You find out that the zombie problem has been kind of taken care of. No. We, get, we get our little social commentary moment when...
1: That's my favorite part of the movie. I'm <laughs> right. not even kidding.
0: When they... Uh, it's a, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, when they show that the zombies are being used as retail workers. Yep. Kind of, uh, kind of hard to take it considering I work retail too. So uh, thanks...
1: And they're all in chains, like Bub is. I didn't like know.
0: Bub is, yeah, yeah. And then they also use them on game shows <laughs> like just for reality TV entertainment and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and Sean and Liz are content in their life. And Sean says, "Oh, um, put the tea on. I'm gonna go out to the garden." Mm-hmm. And then uh, he goes out to the garden in the shed. He has zombie, zombified Ed chained up, uh, and they play video games together. What do you think? He's feeding him. I don't know, like meat. <laughs> probably just, probably not human meat. <laughs> I'm gonna assume He's probably just feeding him like, uh, like, uh, like beef, or
1: just big slabs of meat from the butcher. Um, Sean's character development basically follows the same line of like you know Ash's character development, where he just or Binky from Dead Alive, where he goes from. Loser to Chad at the end of the movie. That's basically cool tough guy. And one thing that I like is I don't know if this was purposeful, just like you know how like our heroes in horror movies like Evil Dead, they all kind of have that iconic look and weapon like Evil Dead is a chainsaw. This movie, I feel like it was trying to intentionally go for that with the cricket bat. I don't know if you It's on the
0: poster, but it's not really used enough in the film for it to be like the thing for me.
1: But every time I see someone cosplay it, it's they always got the bat. This is on the poster. I guess the only other thing you could do is a pool cue. <laughs> yeah, but uh that's just used for one scene, I suppose. Um sorry, so the w- very specific reference I don't know if it's it. I'm pretty sure it is, because I would like to think I have a good eye for this. Shit. Uh, it's during the TV segment at the end of the movie. There's one clip where for this fake show, they show these zombies getting shot in the head. Um, it's this right here. I'm 99% sure this is from the scene in Dawn of the Dead See when it? the people are sniping the zombies. They've edited it edited it
0: yeah but that like that might be it yeah because that's when they it's when it <laughs> I, I totally forget and i only remember it on my rewatch of dawn of the dead that it just has that one segment where it shows how rural, rural america is thriving in the zombie apocalypse
1: yeah
0: uh yeah and then it's like oh you missed him get him again and then he's shooting him up on the hill that might be from that i'd like to see after
1: last of the dead reference i'll mention uh David gets ripped. His stomach gets uh, ripped into. Yeah,
0: it looks it looks very Donna. The it looks very and remind me of day of the dead too. It's yeah. Very Romero, and that's like the that's like the only big like ah, like zombie gore scene I think. Like, yeah. like, The big set piece is David gets ripped. Part and you're almost waiting for it because he's like the asshole character that's opposing our main character.
1: Yeah. So of course he gets the the part it looks pretty good. Um, one thing that I'll say, I like my zombies a little cheesy, and the the zombies in this movie kind of have the modern zombie look. Where they're, like, very, like, scary. Yeah, yeah scary. Yellow eyes for some reason, and, or not yellow eyes, it's they like the light, clou- cloudy, cloudy eyes. eyes. Um, and they have, like, that gray, dirty skin that every Walking Dead zombie has. Yeah. I would have liked something a little, um, more interesting. Yeah. A little more interesting from that, um, but I mean, again, that's a small thing, and the digital squibs too were a small thing. Uh, although the scene where he's getting the stomach ripped into, I'm gonna say that was practical. Yeah, um, that was almost
0: certainly practical because they yeah. were ripping out guts. Yeah, that was that was kind of what you wanted more of in the movie, right? Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I wanted more of in the movie too. But I understand that that is pricey and also
1: if you don't have a Tom Savini on deck not exactly easy Um, and one thing that they do in this movie that is so great I think you said this earlier but I'll just say it again is that they um, they show the zombie violence like in the background and they just hint at it they just give you a little taste, so you're kind of just waiting, like, let me see some of this zombie gore, come on, come on. Yeah. Like, um, they see these two people who we assume are making out outside of the bar, and then they walk away, and then we're, we're focused on our main characters, and then it's fuzzy in the background, but we can see that this girl, what they were making out, this girl was just eating him, and, his and then his head just falls back, but you, it's blurry, so you don't get to see the details yeah and then like the another one like um, Sean is looking outside of the window and sees a guy like swiping at pigeons and then he grabs one and he looks like he's about to bite his head off and then like a you know obviously a train or a, a train car no what are they called a double decker bus no uh I forget what exactly it was. It doesn't matter. Uh, A bus goes by, and then you don't get to see it. And they they hint at it, and you want to see it, you want to see it. Um, And then you finally get it, which is is great. But the first time you see them kill a zombie, which is like, it didn't kill her, but her zombie gore, when they push this lady that's in their garden onto this pipe, and you get this really shitty digital squib. I'm like, oh, no, this is what we're opening with. No, they squibbed it. They squibbed it. How could they do this?
0: Yeah. That's no big deal. It's really not that big of a deal for me because they have more. They have some more
1: digital scripts, but they keep them pretty minimal. Also, one thing that's funny in this movie is that, like, again, in the modern horror, zombie horror, like, every character for some reason gets, like, a gun or knives and they're just fully decked out. In this movie, they're literally just scrapping. Yeah. They're attacking with lawn chairs or
0: they, cricket bats. There's always that scene in the zombie movie where they where they find the ammo depot. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Even in Dawn of the Dead, they do that, which makes sense. It, yeah, that
1: one makes but sense. They,
0: but they go into the gun store and they're like, load it up. Oh, yeah, commando time. But in this one, they're just like throwing like bags of chips at the zombies and shit. Or the,
1: the vinyl records. Or the vinyl records. Yeah, that scene was funny. There's, like, Batman soundtrack? He's like, yeah. Yeah, throw it. <laughs> throw it. He's like, die straight, throw it. Star Wars? He's like, keep those. <laughs> um, what
0: else? Do you have anything else you'd like to say? I have one thing that I forgot was a kind of my major thing for me. There's a few, like, really, like... There's a scene in the film when they're in the pub... And it's basically the whole scene with Sean's mother, mm-hmm. um, in which you find out she's got been, and then they have to kill her. Mm-hmm. And She passes, and then they have to kill her again as a zombie, and there's big arguing. That scene, for me, was something that wasn't right about it. Like, I don't know if it was the acting. That he just cares that much? It was like a weirdly, like it was like, it felt out of place tonally in the film, and I understand that this is a horror comedy. Like, and this is a pretty 50-50 blend, I would say, or maybe even a little more horror. The point is that it's there's no light tone in this film. Mm-hmm. However, that scene felt overly dramatic, and at the end of the day, felt kind of inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it happens, and then everybody else dies, and then it's not really brought up again. Nope. Um, I don't know. Almost Barbara's character in this film is kind of superfluous. She's she's kind of like she just plays like a daughtering old British mom. She plays Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, as like an as like an older,
1: catatonic, yeah. useless um, sidekick. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's Barbara. Kind of take, yeah, you're right. That's a nice homage.
0: I wonder. I wonder if they agree with us that Barbara and Night of the Living Dead is is a lame character. But uh, yeah, that scene didn't really work for me especially because that's kind of like
1: the emotional climax of the film Mm -hmm. whatever it just seemed out like left field yeah it was it was just and i like i agreed with david in that scene where he's just like let's kill her and sean's like no you (laughs) it's me mom you can't kill me like i don't know if i'm supposed to not side with David or something but I was just like yeah it's killer well they say
0: there's. they even say at the end they're like David's right but he's just being a twat about it all right yeah which I guess the point but I don't know that scene kind of it didn't rub me the wrong way but I was kind of like okay next what's next Like, next chapter on the DVD remote.
1: Like, when uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are fighting in the Deathly Hallows. That's like a next, but then you have to hit next chapter, like, five times, because that's the last fucking forever. And it's like, okay. You're like, nice, alright. <laughs> Something cool could happen now? Something funny? Maybe we can get some jokes? Some good laughs here. Uh, Soundtrack for this movie's killer. Um, they sprinkle in some, like, nice 80s synth music here and there, um, the Romero callback, the funny, like, songs that are just funny if you listen to the lyrics, or if you know the title, uh, of the song, like, at the end, where, um, where Ed and Sean are playing zombie Tekken together, or whatever, and it's like, ooh, you make me live, yeah, that's just funny. It's classic. Yeah.
0: Now... How long is a zombie best friend like that sustainable? Seemingly only, forever.
1: No, because like, okay, I don't know what the official zombie word is, but like what, like you, your body would still decay. let's well, let still the, rot I, away. I don't know how the, I don't
0: know what the rules are because I don't know. Maybe they don't decay. It's just immortal. Yeah. How would that work? Well, it doesn't even make sense right away because it's like, you can, you can, you're alive, but you don't have blood. So how does that work? they blood. Or like, I mean, but then like their half is missing. So how is that blood flowing? I, yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It already doesn't make sense because they're missing parts of their body that they need to live and they're still living. So whatever.
1: Sorry. Um, I also, you haven't seen, uh, the thing, right? Not yet. So you wouldn't have got this, but there's this a few scenes where they do this um, theme that goes like, dum-dum, dum-dum, like throughout Shaun of the Dead, and they use that like all the fucking time throughout they Live, or the, I just did it again, <laughs> I don't know why, the Carpenters, thing. T-H-E, yeah person, three letters. The thing, holy smokes. Two words. They do that all the time in The Thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know if that was a reference or not, just a coincidence. Because they aren't really similar other than survival horror. Yes. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: sure they've watched. They seen that before, too. Because for Hot Fuzz, um, Edgar Ray watched like a ton of fucking action movies for it. I wonder if they just ate up a ton of 70s, 80s zombie-slash-survival horror films for this one, too. Probably. You want to move to Begs or what you got... Bags, yeah. We can go to bags. Sure. All hey, right, you go first. You go first. I'm going to give this one four bags. A four bagger? Yeah, it's a
0: big four bags, but okay. it's four bags. Uh, it's a great movie. It's pretty
1: good.
0: It's pretty good. It's just there's a couple things here and there that keep it from me from being perfect. I think Hot Fuzz is a better movie than this. I
1: agree. Your turn. Nine. Nine bags? Yeah. Nice. It's pretty good. Uh, I get, like, I agree with you that bar scene is, like, where he's just, like, really dramatic and cry about it. I mean, like, I don't want to come off as, like, a sociopath and be like, I'd kill my mom in a second. But just, like, how it works in the movie just is kind of weird that, like, he isn't, like, really an emotional guy, and then all of a sudden he's like, no! That's one thing that maybe
0: the movie gets wrong is that. By having the characters not be like they're in a zombie movie, it's kind of tiring for us when they just don't do things that we want them to, or like yeah. know they should in that situation. Given that, you know, if you're watching this book, you've probably seen some other zombie movies.
1: But like at the beginning of the movie, the the first girl the, the two the two people they kill, the girl is just normal looking other than her eyes, and then there's that fat dude in his mouth is kinda of a little messed up. But like they kill them and just bash their heads in and they're both kinda of like somewhat Faded by it? it well, actually, or there's a there's it. a funny
0: gag where they're bashing their heads in for like 20 seconds and then it cuts to Sean on the couch and he's catatonic with his yeah. coffee cup. But then uh, Ed is just eating chips <laughs> and watching TV and give a fuck. That was just that was another good joke. Was
1: but he wasn't like, uh, like he was kind of shook he about it. He was up about it, but he wasn't beat up a, about the fact that he just killed somebody. And then after that, they there's that scene where like they hit a guy with their car or with um, Pete's car, yeah, and then they like go back and they're like, "Is do we hit a zombie or a person?" And then like we see a zombie, it's like, "Oh, phew. <laughs> and then they just drive off, and like they, they're, they're kind of fine with it. And then when it's like his mom, all of a sudden, like he's just so dramatic, but I don't know, it just seemed weird. Yeah, I don't know, uh, and the digital squibs are kind of annoying, and some little other things that are really worth mentioning. Um, but other uh, than that, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. what's uh, next week uh, so next week is Nosferatu uh, which you chose and then well I chose the movie you chose to do it next week and then what do you want to do after that well, we already mentioned it in the show so let's do it the thing, the, they live
0: they live <laughs> part 2 we're going back to the vaults. <laughs> we're going to review
1: our episode on they live <laughs> We're gonna review the two thousand and eleven film, The Thing. Let's do a double feature. Us. Let's do it. Do you want to? Yeah, fuck it. We'll we'll tentatively do it. Tentatively, we'll watch the movie. If we don't want to talk about it, then we won't do it. Yeah. Because there's a chance that it just won't be anything. I watched that movie for my birthday. Whenever I had my birthday party that Why year it came out. Why did your parents out.
0: take you to that?
1: No, I watched it at my house. We rented it. Why did your parents let you rent that? Well, it's my birthday, and I'm the birthday boy. The I remember renting Iron
0: Man when I was like nine, and I was like, "Whoa!" But the scene where he's in the cave and the sh- I think they for a second they show his heart. I was like, I was like "Oh my god.
1: my god!" And and then he's flame terrorists. That movie is that movie is no joke. It's so it's hilarious that like American cinema will just show like they just force feed like kids like killing terrorists is cool. Let's do it. It's cool. And then, like, the second, like, they fight back. So, whoa, what? This is the biggest tragedy in the world. Holy shit. How could this happen?
0: They're, th- they're in our way of life, Lucas. You have to understand that. Mm-hmm. It's my way or the highway.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bunch of bullshit. Don't forget you get the, get your kid the newest Call of Duty. Call was written by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. That's why it's a good movie. Simon See, Pegg... See, that's, that's why I, I read... I know that.
0: And that's what kind of... Like why is it so bad? And then I remember that Seth Rogen is involved in the produ- production.
1: He's funny as Paul. Seth Rogen has a few good movies.
0: Okay, guys, I won't lie to you. He has some movies that I enjoy quite a bit. Pineapple Express is like a perfect <laughs> stupid stoner movie that doesn't matter, and it's I'll watch it again and again. Neighbors is a genuinely good film. But then, like you, you know, see him,
1: I you didn't see uh, Jobs, right? Or, no, or, I didn't Steve see or Steve Jobs Wo- or what Steve
0: Jobs no I didn't see it but he's uh he's Wozniak in that yeah I'm
1: sure he's good It just a lot of his stuff is uh it's not that good did you um see the Lion King remake no no I mean he did a, p- probably the best job voice acting uh as Pumbaa yeah that's just not timing. <laughs> Who plays Tymon in that one? Ah, uh, isn't it uh, to, what's his name?
0: Oh, shit, Billy something.
1: One second. The Lion King, two thousand nineteen. Love that I got at that. Not Billy Zane. It's the guy who does Billy on the street, isn't it? What's that guy's
0: name? Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Tymon
1: in the film. Tymon. <laughs> he's Diamond. I like they got James Earl Jones back because they knew nobody could. Well, who are you gonna
0: get instead? Like you, a random guy who sounds <laughs> with a deep voice. Fifty two on Ron Tomato. That's abysmal. That's, That's
1: generous.
0: G- Jesus, the movie sucked. Who? Chance? Chance, Chance the, the Rapper Bush rapper baby. As,
1: baby. Bro, you don't know Bush Baby. <laughs> He's like that little baby in the bush early in the movie. <laughs> Okay, one moment. What the fuck is a bush baby? What a
0: waste of a cast, Jesus! If I were, I would have taken that cast and I would have made them make a movie that wasn't Lion King, and it would have been cool. The the bush baby, right there, right there. No, no, go back. He plays. He's that's the bush baby.
1: I don't even remember this character. I think that's
0: a chinchilla or something like that. No, It's a monkey. That's a monkey? Yeah. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a... a Chinchilla is a monkey, right? Nope. This is a Chinchilla. Here, their eyes are totally different. Look. They look like stupid mouses. They look like a Pikachu. Uh,
1: Yeah, pretty much. I miss... Oh, my God. Round Pikachu. Well, if you look up Chinchilla, the eighth result after this Pikachu... Bring back this guy. Who the fuck is that? I want- chubby. You want Chubby Pikachu back? Yeah. I actually want Chubby Pikachu back. I don't
0: like new Pikachu's look. He's too. He's too. He's like Chubby Pikachu to new Pikachu is exactly the same as Steamboat Willie to new Mickey Mouse.
1: New Mickey Mouse stinks. They'll never do this. Hashtag no soul. soul versus Soulless. They will never do this. But I want a Pokemon game where they just bring back old sprites, old colors, <laughs> old designs. Get real. I know. <laughs> just move on. <laughs> just
0: move on.
1: $50. <laughs> just move
0: on. Oh, my God.
1: Like, it will never happen, but that would be a killer game. Like, have you ever seen the original design for Porygon 2? you probably sent it to me on you're Instagram no,
0: you're before. No yeah, off. Let's look at... Uh, yeah, the guy on the left. Yeah, I've seen that lion-looking motherfucker. What is Bring this? Bring him back. They Well, what they should do is make a Pokemon game with all the unused designs. Yeah. yeah. And then just, I don't know, do something with them. Either make, either make a new game or like introduce some... like. Pokemon Nega Dimension, where all the, all the forgotten Pokemon go. Look, this shit writes itself, Nintendo. Just don't just don't give us a new ice cream cone Pokemon,
1: you know? Like the original Ve- uh, oh Venusaur, it's, I love. It looks like a creature. Yeah. It looks like a monster. I guess I was supposed to be an Ivysaur, actually. But either way, I love that. Like, bring back to that, where they're just like... Because Gen 1 Pokemon, they were ugly as fuck. Well, what do you mean? They were, like, they were monsters, and now they're just, like, cutesy little bing-bong woo-hoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, they were all just, like, so large and grotesque. Like, original Blastoise, um, like, he was just this huge like, like, this, he was was a sticky... Yeah, he was double-cheeked up. Holy shit.
0: Those cannons, bro.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or, uh, like, I forget if Gengar looked any cool. Uh, yeah, like that sort of Gengar. That's I don't know something about that. That's just sweet and um, that's epic. Wow. Yeah, well, let's we're here. Let's give our
0: mini review on Detective Pikachu. For Earth. me, it's a three out of five bag movie. Maybe two if I'm not happy that day. Pretty mediocre, but it has some cool Pokemon in it, and um maybe they'll make more. It was and just
1: make... a stupid like plot.
0: It's instead of doing just like a Pokemon trainer movie, yeah. which is like kind of what people wanted, they were like, actually, maybe that wouldn't
1: work. So they put a detective story on it that doesn't really matter. It's like, I know Pokemon is for kids, but the movie was just like a baby movie where it's just like. Which, like,
0: they made it a baby movie so kids could watch it. And like it was, I feel like it's a, it's a very, it's like a, it's a movie you'd see in the family category at Netflix, and it just, it's gotten, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. It's, to me, it's Dane it's better than this genre that I'm about to mention, but it's almost on the same level as like. Any fucking road trip movie with a fucking CGI animal. Pop. Chipmunk. Sonic. All this bullshit. It's close to that level, but it, it looks way better. And has more inspiration. And it's uh, generally more interesting. But some of that movie sucks.
1: I wonder what the highest rated, like critically rated Pokemon cartoon movie is.
0: Like if, I remember looking up the Pokemon... first
1: movie... Like, Pokemon, uh, the, I think it was just called the first movie. People are movie. like, it's
0: for kids. It's bullshit.
1: Yeah. Like, the, the Rotten Tomatoes. 15%. And, like,
0: the, I doubt there's critic reviews for any of the newer ones. Like, maybe, like, some anime site. But, like, nobody majors reviewing these, so this is the...
1: <laughs> Look, Like 15%? people say this is the
0: best movie, so what do you think the others are going to get?
1: Okay? Quote not available. Look at these grueling reviews. Quote this not available.
0: Show... Uh, let's read one review from the Guardian repeatable... Paper. This film is humorous, boring, impenetrable, and with animation of such staggering low quality that it constitutes an insult to cinema-goers of all ages. This story is a humorless retread of a Bond-styled world-domination yarn with a Frankenstein what? theme. What? It's not that deep, man. It's a fucking Pikachu. The climactic battle is long, repetitious, and boring, while the film's anti-violence message is crassly expressed. This is uh these are actually they're pretty they kind of savage this movie. Here's what happened is that these critics think of this this is the height of the Pokemon craze. All these critics are going what is this what is this pokemon that they speak of? Let me take a look and they go this is the franchise that has
1: enraptured our Nathan, nation's youth. It's just about a stupid Pikachu. It's drivel. And that's it. Did that 3D movie ever come out, or they just remade? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Is it? It was. And I, Damn, nobody talked about that shit.
0: Who cares? Look, look at this. Look at this. Jesus. It looks
1: really bad. Jesus, looks terrible. I like Ash's new design. His new look. They're really modern the hell out he, of his, him.
0: She's kind of cheavier. Yeah.
1: It
0: looks okay. It's it.
1: It makes Pokemon look like it's even more for kids. It, no, it just looks like it's for modern kids. Yes, styles well, just kind of change. Like well, this, this sort of stuff looks like, just like DBZ.
0: I like I like the anime look for. Po- I like Pokemon as like anime, and then with Pokemon in it, because mm. that's true to, That feels very true for form to me. That like the new Pokemon is also like made in Japan, I think, but it's just like more cutie than like just regular like Shonen. It's like more kids anime than like Shonen anime.
1: Like, as much as... This might be a shocker to you, but I didn't watch a whole lot of Pokemon when I was a kid. Big silly. Like, I would maybe watch... I think the first series was called Indigo Plateau. Yeah. And the second one... I don't even know if Uh, I watch... I think I just watch a bit of Indigo Plateau and the Gen 3 stuff. I watch a
0: shit ton of it. I used to watch... I watch the original stuff, like the first season. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I also watch whatever was new on TV, so... And, like, I watched, a, like, from Gen 3 to 5, so I watch a lot of that bullshit. Those shows suck. They're terrible. Even when I was a kid, I thought they were terrible. It's the same thing every time. Yeah. There's no... There's nothing there for you as an adult man or or child man.
1: Did you watch Yu-Gi-Oh?
0: Same shit, different day, Lucas. Yeah. Please.
1: Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh was gone. just, like, a bit cooler.
0: Yugi, yeah, Yugi was cooler. It was like the kind of edgier one because it was like blue eyes, white dragons. That's down.
1: how I feel of Sega.
0: So that's, uh, that's a good analogy. Yeah? Yeah, except like I guess Sega's... Like 90 Sega, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. except the only thing is that like... No, you, you that's pretty... You're right. That's pretty good.
1: Um, yeah, I didn't watch a whole lot of... Except Sega was good.
0: What's the difference. They so, yeah, got good games. Those are good games.
1: I need to play through some of their... Play the first Sonic games free on everything. Get on your phone. I don't want to play it on my phone. I'll get put, probably play it on my computer or something. Did you ever watch that Pokemon... I think it was maybe a movie or just a couple episodes where they use like... Oh, look at that spider. They used... Uh, like, for characters they use red and blue and it was an anime for like... The games. Did you ever watch that?
0: No. However, I did read the original manga.
1: I read the manga too, with, with the red and blue. Which was
0: way better than the shows. My sister actually brought me the first volume from
1: Japan. Really. One day
0: I'll learn Japanese and read it.
1: Um, I forget what it's called. I'm just gonna look up. Pokemon, oh, Pokemon and... Origins. Yeah, that one was kind of cool, honestly. Like Ash, he sucks. I love red. When you got to battle Red at the end of Gen two, that was that was Did you ever do that? That was a poo moment, yes. Where he brings those level eighty eight Pikachu. And you're like Okay. okay.
0: First of all, it's it's just mind blowing because then it's like, first of all, that's you. Yeah. Twenty min like two years ago when that other game came out. Yeah. It's like in a, I don't know. It's, it's heat. It's a heat moment. It's more heat than like any boss battle because you're fighting the guy who's supposed to win. Yeah. You're fighting the good guy. Yeah. So what do you do?
1: And he doesn't say anything and like it goes silent and the music hits. Hit where do you, where do you Mount Silver. Or. And you just find him in the mountain, which is. It's great. like you have to go through this whole maze and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked. What... And. The okay, last thing about Pokemon. The thing that I liked about like Gen One and Two, and I think they still have this in Three, is like they really didn't tell you anything, and like it was just like kind of go and do your thing. Yeah. Like Gen Two is really open world. There was like some stops here and there, like Sudawodo, um and a few other things. Like if you didn't go and do the Rocket side stuff, you couldn't really progress. But there was a lot of open. World stuff. Um, and, like, Legendaries weren't, like, that... Big. In the first game, like, Legendaries... They weren't even on the cover of the game. They didn't yeah, even matter. Didn't just, like, play. get it if you want. It was, like, um, bonus stuff. Yeah. And now it's just, like... Every... The game is just centered around the Legendaries. It's, like, you have to do this in this order. Um, and, like, it's just so copy and pasted. I know everyone says that. but it, It's kind of annoying playing, like... I. That's why, like, after Omega Ruby, I was like, I'm done. It's like, I don't know. I played... I played black when
0: I... Or white whenever that came out. And then I think there was a distinct point when I was fighting the Elite Four. And I lost. And, you know, you try a few times. And then at one point I was like, I'm over this. And I don't think I ever really played Pokemon seriously again. Really? Yeah. I I just, like... Okay. I mean, at that time, I was, like, 13, so I was, like...
1: You were growing out of it? I
0: think right after that, I was like, Dad, I want a PS3. I
1: want to play cool games. Yeah. I want to shoot somebody, God damn it! I, um... I'm doing a Nuzlocke for Crystal, and that's kind of fun. I think, like, if you're an adult, playing through Pokemon... Without any sort of rules that you're following, it's just gonna be so babyish.
0: The thing with Pokemon is like, again, I I tried to play it recently. This these are the two things, maybe two or three things that pissed me off. Number one, the combat is so easy. Yeah. If you're if you're an adult and you know how to level up your Pokemon, mm-hmm. at a certain point it's just like click uh, this button Surf. this many times to win. Yeah. And that's over. Number two. The game this is more like a Game Boy thing and this kinda of bothered me with Link's Awakening, but the game is like too like cramped. Like it kinda of pisses me off that like it just and it's like to move to get anywhere it's it takes a long fucking time.
1: What do you mean too cramped?
0: This is like it's just like the environment like it's like there's not enough room for me. Like I
1: wanna be able to move around more. And they kind
0: of remedy this in like Diamond and Pearl.
1: Are you talking about, like, this? there's not enough information on the screen? Yeah, that's okay. which is, like,
0: a Game Boy thing, which is just something I have to cope with. Yeah. Um, and then the, th- the third thing that really pissed me off is that in RPG games like that, I like to talk to every NPC, get whatever I need. Mm-hmm. In Skyrim, you know, you talk to an NPC, they might say some bullshit or nothing important or interesting, but they'll give you, like, a quest or something. When you talk to NPCs in Pokemon, it's like, Hey, how I, are you doing? I like cu- shorts. They're comfy and easy to wear. And, like, haha. But then it's like at a point where my OCD is making me talk to all these NPCs, I'm like, Holy shit, I'm not even reading. I'm clicking A. They're yeah. not giving me anything. They're not telling me anything important. Well, I mean. Those are, the, those are just the things that prevent me from getting
1: into it now. My perfect Pokemon game, I, like, I don't even know if, it's like if they could make it. But I would just have it... It, would, it wouldn't really be for kids. Not like there'd be dark themes. But, like, I would want the AI to be really good. <laughs> good! And I would want, like... One thing that pisses me off playing it, like, as an adult, like, trainers never switch out their Pokemon. There, so- no, the trainers
0: in all Pokemon give even in, like... They had, like, so many gents to improve this, but they're always brain-dead. Yeah. It's just, like, use like you have, like, five HP left on your last Pokemon. Um, use fucking agility. <laughs> Why? Yeah. How will that help you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, like, none of their Pokemon have good strategies. Like, they're not setting up anything. It's just... And they have, like, piss moves. All they have to do is, for the new games, just have, like, a hard mode. Yeah.
0: And that's going to be, like, the like the hard challenge mode and then normal mode will just be traditional Pokemon and then everyone would be happy.
1: Yeah. Uh, do do games still do like normal, easy? Yeah, it just
0: depends on the kind of game. Legendary. Like for most like third person like action adventure games, yeah, you're getting like four difficulty settings. Nintendo games almost always don't have that.
1: Yeah.
0: It's always just like, I mean like stuff for like Smash or like Mario Kart, but like, Mario games, the Zelda games, they're just, that's the game.
1: Yeah. So, I yeah. feel like for Twilight Princess, there was, like, an alternate mode. There there might be. There's In
0: Zelda, there's always, like, a second quest kind of deal. When you have better gear. Yeah, and that's harder. But uh, other than that, yeah, most, like, most like, most games have still have difficulty modes.
1: Yeah. Cause, in fact,
0: most games now, what they do is they'll have, like, uh, hard, normal, and then they'll be, like... Instead of like easy, it'll be like cinematic mode where yeah. it's like no challenge, just enjoy the story, <laughs> which is like I can appreciate, but that that's like if if you're playing games for the story, which
1: I'm not. Uh, I don't know, like
0: just open a book <laughs> instead. Like what the, what are you doing, bro?
1: And i don't want like. The Pokemon extremely stylized, which will never fucking happen. Because if they change any just of the design, it, just
0: crowdfund like a, a game, your own game, bro.
1: Yeah, just do it. There's probably already some
0: really good Pokemon games on the internet.
1: There's tons, yeah. I something think more of them. All right, that's it. Let's post bags for you. Um, next week
0: no a Week after that, the thing. Uh, it's gonna be a good show. And then the other show's going to be good, too. And that's the end of this show.